Welcome to Destinations with Deborah Howe. My guest today is George Whittem. Welcome, George. Hey, how are you? Thanks for having me. You are most welcome in the studio anytime since you set it up and made it kick ass. <laughs> what is your favorite place to visit in the world? Best place you've ever been? Oh, boy. Um, well, I haven't been overseas recently, so I'd have to say it's going to be somewhere in the States, and that would probably be overlooking the Continental Divide from the top of Arapaho Basin with my skis on, getting ready to go down the run. That's pretty one of the most epic spots I can think of. You're at about 13,000 feet. Yeah. There's no trees anywhere. And uh, in recent memory, that's one of the tops. That's Colorado, sure. correct? That's Colorado, yeah, like uh, the front range, they call it. Mm-hmm. The Arapaho is the name of the ski area? Yeah, it's Arapaho Basin, and it is closest to uh, Interstate 70, which actually goes through the Eisenhower Tunnel, mm-hmm. and it actually drives right through the Continental Divide. Oh, and so God. you're you're not near the freeway, but there's another ski area called Loveland Pass that literally is on top of the freeway. Isn't that where everybody gets caught in the blizzard? Oh, yeah, it happens. <laughs> it, it can be pretty nasty out there, yeah. You can come out of the tunnel on the other side, and it's snowing like heck, you know? Speaking of snow, what are the conditions at Arapahoe? As you're standing up there, are you on um, icy crust? Or are you on powder? What are you on? Well, the few times I was there this year, I was never on any icy crust at the top of the mountain. But in certain areas that face the sun, they can be hard in the morning and then soft in the afternoon, depending on what's going on. But overall, the conditions there are really, really good. And they have a whole section of the mountain they just opened that is not lift accessible, or at least wasn't last year. So you had to be very hardy to want to ski it because once you got to the bottom, you had about 300 vertical feet of hiking with your equipment. And this is at 11,000 feet. Wow. So it was a real test of your lungs. (laughs) I mean, doing anything at 10 to 12,000 feet if you live in L.A. is a huge adjustment. Yeah, especially when you're freezing and you've got a ton of equipment on. and yeah, When you start cold... And then you get hot. <laughs> and then you sweat, nice. and then that freezes. That's <laughs> yeah. always fun. Icicles coming out of the nose. But it's beautiful. So Arapahoe Basin. Now, mm-hmm. uh, how far is this from the Denver airport? From the airport, I would guess about an hour and a half, maybe, something like that. Okay. And I used to stay in Boulder all the time, and that was about an hour and a half from Boulder as well. And, it, you know, skiing has become an extremely expensive sport. So this one is one of the most accessible and most affordable ski uh, resorts. You know, you can often ski a, a day there for under $100, which nowadays is becoming very hard to find. Wow. Steamboat and Vale and all those are over 175 a day now. So, Are they really? Yeah, to find a deal for that with wow. great skiing to me. it's It has a really cool, not locals only, but it's a local feeling ski resort, partly because there is no accommodations there. Okay. There's no resorts. There's no hotels and slopeside condos. And it's, you know, yeah. you're here to ski and a pre-ski and get out of here. That's it. I love it. Um, they have lodges at the top or no? There is a nice mid-station lodge, but at the top, uh, there's like a first, uh, what do you call them, the uh, ski patrol. And that's it. That's all there is at the top of the mountain. It's so cool. You know, my parents uh, skied Vail the first year it opened. Can you imagine? That must have been quite an experience. Yeah. I mean, all they had was the lifts. That was it. There were like no amenities, no nothing like sure. that. And it had to be almost like pioneering. And I, you almost give me that same feeling for Arapaho these days. It's as close as you can get to it in modern day, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We have something that's a little bit has that feel here in L.A. or outside of L.A. called Mount Baldy. I've hiked it. It is Have killer. you hiked it? Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, they have not improved the ski lifts 
Well, really ever. Um, <laughs> so the ski lifts look like those old metal radio towers, you know, that yeah. look like a lattice truss work that nobody uses anymore. They're slow. Yeah. yeah. Um, they're just double chairs. But boy, when they get snow up there, you know, the base is at 6,800, the top's 9,800 or something like that. It's really amazing skiing. But it's when they get snow, which lately hasn't been that often. Yeah. It's even amazing <laughs> hiking because you need poles. You definitely need because it's almost like glacier hiking. Before I let you go, tell me the feeling you get when you're looking over your skis at the top of that mountain. Sometimes it's uh, a little anxiety or fear because you're going, oh man, I don't know if I'm up for this run, <laughs> especially if there's a cornice and it literally drops off, you know? And But most of the time it's like excitement and just exhilaration because you do have those views. Again, top of a basin, you're looking both sides of the continental divide, so you're seeing in all directions. Mm. Just mountain um, range after mountain range. After just, mountain. Yeah, just see mountains everywhere. <sighs> you can see other ski resorts from up there. You can see Keystone. Uh, but yeah, the feeling is just, it's exhilaration. And I mean, it's one of the few places where you'll be doing an activity alone, but you'll hear other people doing it. And they're also having a great time. And you literally hear people going, Woo! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> you know, like that. That is just amazing. That's freedom, right? Mm -hmm. I love it. And <laughs> I, I do have one more question. It's the Arapahoe Basin. So are there bowls in the back to ski? Actually, there is. When I learned to ski there, not learned to ski there, but the first time I went there would have been in 1990 or 89. There was no back bowl or anything. Um, now the whole back of the mountain is open. It's called Montezuma Bowl. Of course it and, is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's pretty wild back there. It, it's very much dependent on the conditions. Um, but yeah, they do have a bowl. And now they have this huge glade area called Beaver something. I can't remember what it's called, but it's, mm. it's quite spectacular. And what do you do in the glade? The glade areas are areas with lots of trees. Okay. So that's for, you know, advanced skiers that want to ski where nobody else has skied as yeah. much as possible, which I like to try to do. Mm -hmm. And so the whole idea is you don't look at the tree. You look at the hole between the tree. <laughs> you always look at where you want to go. So if you're skiing through trees, you don't look at the trees. You look at the holes between the trees. That's wow. the trick. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's intense. And that's where we're going to leave it today. Thank you so much, George Whittem. Uh, we're going to get your bio up so everybody knows about you. Uh, he's well known in the radio circuits and the production circuits and uh, the voiceover circuits as being George the Tech. And uh, if you ever need help in your home studio or any kind of studio or any kind of tech for that matter, George is your man. Thanks for being with us today. This was a blast. I really appreciate you having me on. That's all for this time. See you next time on Destinations with Deborah Howell. And remember, to travel is to live.